This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi friends, you made it to Wednesday. We're halfway home and uh, we're glad to be back with you here on the Black and Blue Report. It's a Wesley Wednesday. That's always a highlight for us. It's also a game day for the Pelicans and uh, hopefully uh, the fun continues this week at the Smoothie King Center. I'm Sean Kelly and uh, good day to you and greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive, the headquarters for the Saints and Pelicans. Uh, today's National Opposite Day. Uh, you may not have known that. Maybe you do know that. It sounds like something like concocted by third graders <laughs> you know didn't you didn't you do the opposite thing when you were in grade school oh apparently we have a a national opposites day today i had no idea heard it this morning um and this is the only thing i'm going to do with it probably anyway just thought i'd throw it out there uh, the other thing i wanted to throw out there today before we talk about our guests is the news this morning that brent musburger is hanging it up uh amazing <laughs> uh i am um i am one of those who don't know a sports life without Brent Musburger being involved. And you add him to the list now, Vin Scully, Vern Lundquist. Um, we're, we're losing some generational guys here in the broadcast booth or the soundtrack to the game if you're just simply uh, taking it in as a fan, whether it be television or radio. So I was a little surprised with that news, and it's coming uh, rather suddenly. He's going to call his last basketball game. I think it's Kentucky, Georgia at the end of the month, and then that's it. Brent Musburger will be done. Um, I heard a story years ago about Musburger and again I'm not trying to disrespect anybody I just thought it was this this speaks to how big Brent Musburger was this speaks to I guess his uh, charisma and personality and heck this may not even be true but the story goes like this that basically uh, a friend of mine who worked in college football for years tells the story that Brent Musburger um, went to a college football venue to go to a game uh, and a security per, uh, member uh, you know usher something uh, asked to see his credential. You know, when you work games at these stadiums, you're given like a, a media badge or credential. I think everyone's pretty familiar with that. And uh, and Brent Musburger uh, pointed to his face and said, this is my credential. I thought that was pretty. <laughs> but first it was like, oh, man, that's just, that's not good. And then you think, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. He's probably one of the most recognizable faces or at least voices, uh, especially in college sports. And that doesn't even take into consideration uh, how big of a star he was and a big part of the NFL uh, coming out of the 70s into the 80s. Remember NFL Today? I mean, that was the, that was the birth of the pregame shows that we now know, um, you know, all over the place these days. So um, all the best to Brunt Musburger. It'll be different not having him occasionally for that looking live at uh, a big event, uh, especially here recently for those who follow the SEC. So... Anyway, all right, our guest today, we've got a couple of things to cover. Number one, uh, the Pelicans and the Thunder tonight at the Smoothie King Center. Anthony Davis says he is probably going to play after missing Monday, and the Pelicans certainly are hoping that the team plays as well as it did Monday in knocking off the Cleveland Cavaliers when triple-double machine Russell Westbrook and the Thunder hit town at 7 o'clock tonight. I think it'll be a dandy of a game. Uh, I hope the crowd is as fired up as it was on Monday for tonight. And I think there's a, there's some other stuff going on with tonight's game as well. I think this is a health and fitness night, isn't it, with Oshner? And uh, so, the, therefore, there's a good giveaway, and I know there are still some tickets available. Um, I'll tell you more about that before we get out of here today. 
So we'll preview the Pelicans game tonight and talk about Monday's big win with David Wesley uh, as it is a Wesley Wednesday. And then John DeShazer's back again today. He's leading our coverage at NewOrleansSaints.com for the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Saints general manager uh, Mickey Loomis spoke with the media yesterday. A lot of you may have already um, consumed the uh, sound bites and or uh, clippings from his session with the media. We're going to get John DeShazer's take on that. Uh, also get his observations on a couple of players he's seen now in practice this week and uh, what's on this schedule, this Wednesday schedule at the Senior Bowl in Mobile. So we got a little basketball, we got a little football today, and we'll take a timeout, and we'll start it up with John DeShazer here in just a moment. You're at a dinner party. You're seated next to a loudmouth. Plus, there's no bread. Why is there no bread? Myrtle the family chow chow seems very interested in you, but you're allergic to Myrtle and you left your inhaler at home. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the San Antonio Spurs Friday, January 27th. Do Friday night right with friends and family at the Smoothie King Center. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Are you ready for a new challenge? Set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with over 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce cup, and sip your way to your goal weight. With flavors like pineapple mango, strawberry blueberry, dark chocolate banana, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goal. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Take the challenge as part of a low-calorie diet and daily exercise program. Weight loss depends on individual needs. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Black and Blue Report continues with a visit to Mobile, Alabama. And as promised, we're going to talk a little senior bowl with our own John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. He was with us, of course, yesterday, and the week uh, progresses. J.D., we welcome you back with even more to talk about. Mickey Loomis spoke quite a bit yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He uh, had about a 20-minute uh, interview with uh, with the local media. And uh, so, yeah, he towed the line and, and spoke about Coach Payton and uh, assorted other things. It was a long list of things, it seems, at least, it, you know, getting it piecemeal. John, when you go back and think to that session with the media, what are the highlights of what Mickey Loomis had to say? Well, I mean, I think the pertinent things to take from it are that, you know, he's, he's grounded in reality about the Saints 7-9. I mean, 7-9 and 7-9, he said that a few times. And, look, that, is, that isn't permissible. And yet, you know, there was some encouraging things, but, you know, they got to get over that 7-9. He also spoke to... You know, all the rumors about Coach Payton and, and whether or not he had, you know, dallied with Indianapolis and whether or not, you know, he had entertained, uh, whether or not Loomis had entertained calls regarding a trade for Coach Payton or anything like that. And he addressed all that and said, you know, it's, it's basically, you know, a lie. And he hadn't heard from anybody. He hadn't made any calls and nobody made any calls for him. But, you know, it's one of those things where he said, look, the rumor gets out there and people won't check with you and confirm. And before you know it, it's out in the public domain. And, you know, what do you do? So, yeah, you mentioned it was piecemeal, but he talked to, he addressed a variety of subjects, including Drew Brees and his contract situation, because Drew Brees, we know, is basically on another one-year deal. Uh, he signed a two-year extension last year, but this puts him in the final year of his contract. And so, you know, all of those things are things that have to be dealt with. Mickey's really smart. <laughs> he really is. Uh, and I don't think he was going to show a lot of cards in a, in a media session yesterday. John, do you think 
that we're going to have this Drew Brees conversation like we did all through training camp this summer? Or is is everyone resigned to the fact that Drew has said what he has said, Mickey said something yesterday slightly to it, and and, and this conversation will be punted toward January of next of 2018 as opposed to all throughout August of 2017? Uh, the way that the operation just don't know. I mean, and here, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing that, that we have to keep in mind also. The Saints are in a good salary cap situation. There's, you know, the dead money is is pretty much dried up. Uh, they're in an advantageous advantageous salary cap situation. So not only does that allow you to go out and pursue other free agents, but if there was an extension for Drew Brees in the offing, now would probably be the time to get it while the while the Saints are are in a a good situation. But we have to keep in mind, and the reality is this: as good as Drew Brees is. And he is fantastic, a first ballot Hall of Famer up and down. Drew's 37, uh, pushing 38. And so, you know, at what point do you not not necessarily say we got to move in another direction, but, you know, you got to keep these contracts. You can't give him a, a, a six-year deal uh, because you just don't know what the future holds. Uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, throughout the course of history in the NFL, few quarterbacks have played this late. To this higher level as Drew Brees, so you got to gauge okay, where's the slippage? You got to try to anticipate when and if it will happen, and how do you compensate him accordingly? So you know those are things that have to be have to be taken taken into account. I don't know if they're going to just be under the radar with it uh, until January, or maybe they'll get something done, you know, this summer and and announce another two year you know deal. With, which basically means a one-year extension. I just don't know how they're going to handle it. I'd love to know how they're going to play it because you know Drew wants to hang around, uh, you know, maybe another four or five years because he feels good right now. But the organization has to gauge whether that's the prudent thing to do. Does it look like the wise thing to do? Of course, Drew's in great health and he's as productive as ever. But again, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen, you know, over the course of time. Where you know we know Father Time is undefeated. And so, you know, when is he going to catch up to Drew Brees? That's something that Drew's been able to stiff arm for the last three, four years. So when and if he's able to catch up with Drew Brees, at what stage of contract status will he be? That's one of the things that the Saints are going to have to address. Yeah, and, and, and you know what's funny, John, is that the Saints aren't the only ones in this boat. And it's going to make for an interesting watch here. I'm thinking about the Steelers, obviously, with Roethlisberger. You'd have to throw the Giants into the situation with Eli Manning. Philip Rivers with the L.A. Chargers. There's several of these teams that have something really special in place right now, but at some point have to start thinking about the uh, down-the-road scenario under center. And, and you know, the Saints will be one to watch, but not the only ones, too. Yeah, absolutely. And all those teams you mentioned, think about it, all those teams you mentioned, none of them have gone as far as to really, really invest in a quarterback in the first round because – you're going to invest in a guy in the first round when you've got a Hall of Famer on the roster. So you're trying to bide your time and hopefully find that guy in the you know, third, fourth, fifth round, and none of them have been successful at doing so. Or maybe they, got, maybe they have been successful, and here's the thing. If they've been successful, those guys haven't been able to get on the field because they're behind the Hall of Famer. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you just don't know. But you can't invest a first-rounder in those situations because you have so much tied up into the guy who's going to the Hall of Fame who've been so productive for you. So what do you do if you're those teams? 
Uh, it's, it's a fascinating thing, and we're going to watch it here on a couple of different fronts. And probably, John, and you covered the league long enough to know this, uh, there's no blueprint that uh, will be shared by all. The, each one of them will have their own unique way of doing it, and I think that that, if you can get past the, uh, the frustration of it as a fan base, uh, is interesting in itself. Just the study of that. Yeah, as a fan base, what you have to do is, and I know fans don't want to hear this, but you've got to, you know, you've got to trust the process to borrow a line from the Philadelphia 76ers. You've got to hope that the people who were smart enough, lucky enough, whatever the combination was, to get that Hall of Fame quarterback on your roster, you've got to hope that those people are smart enough slash lucky enough to find his replacement. You know, have teams been able to find a great quarterback to come back-to-back with a Hall of Famer? Very few have been able to do it. The Colts were able to do it with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Um, you see it uh, in a situation with Green Bay, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. But it's, there are few and far between examples of teams that have been smart enough to be able to pull it off. Did Mickey Loomis, by the way, talk about, uh, again, a guy who doesn't show his hand, uh, but is there clearly a need that he's looking to fill? Was that even addressed yesterday? No, it wasn't. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, with the Saints, as with most teams, you got to wait to see and, and wait and see what guys do and what teams do in free agency. Uh, you can come to the NFL Combine or you can come to the Senior Bowl and say, "We want, you know, we're looking for a, a rush in." But if you're able to find a guy in free agency, then that takes away some of the necessity to find him in the draft. Um, if you come and say, "We want a linebacker," well. You know, if the Saints get lucky enough to, to find a, 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 a Craig Robertson and a Nick Stupar last year, all of a sudden you don't need to take a linebacker in the NFL draft. So, you know, whatever the needs are right now, those needs might not be there after free agency. Fair enough. Uh, as far as the prospects on the field go, John, who's garnering some buzz around Mobile right now? Well, you hear a lot of talk about uh, the, the tight end from Alabama, O.J. Howard. Um, we've seen him put up some great numbers and some big names, uh, so specifically the last two championship games against Clemson. He's a big target. Uh, he's an athletic kid. He's fast. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest hands in the world yet. You know, we've seen him drop some, some passes, you know, not just in practice, but also, you know, for Alabama. But he's a guy who's, who's going to be huge. Uh, draft-wise because he's got such an upside because he's such a huge target and he's a receiving tight end and he's got that athleticism. Uh, Quarterback-wise here, you know, Tredavious White, the kid from LSU, the quarterback who says he can play, you know, inside or he can play the slot and he can play some safety at LSU. He's a little light in the pants to be talking about playing safety in the the NFL, let's just say that. But he's a kid who seems to be rising uh, on everybody's board. Um, another Alabama player here uh, is the linebacker Ryan Anderson, who got high marks, uh, All-American for Bama. He's a kid who might make some moves. And uh, you know, just for for uh, nostalgia's sake, uh, LSU linebacker Duke Riley, who's got the best name in the draft probably, Duke Riley. He's a kid who, like last year uh, with Deion Jones, Deion Jones only started his senior year at LSU. That's the same story with Duke Riley, um, and he's a kid who. Uh, Deion Jones got drafted in the second round for the Falcons, and Deion Jones has made play after play after play. He starts 14 that's in the Super Bowl. Uh, Duke Riley, some people believe, is the same kind of player uh, following the same kind of path, and will he get the same kind of status in the draft? We don't know. But he's another kid who you know, is making some noise, uh, trying to make some noise for himself here in Mobile. John, tell me about Wednesday. What's on, what's on tap here as far as 
the, the, the schedule and whether or not maybe Sean Payton decides to speak today? Well, both teams are going to practice today. Uh, they'll do that again, and you know they'll get ready for the game on Saturday. In terms of Coach Payton speaking, I'd be surprised. In fact, uh, you know we've gotten word that he probably is not going to speak because we got to remember, you know, this is also a prime market where coaches are all over the place. So Coach Payton's got, you know, a couple of uh, vacancies to fill on his staff. So I think more than anything, he's probably conducting interviews, trying to find some guys to fit those positions that are vacant on his staff, whether that's you know as a linebackers coach or whether that is as a defensive line coach. We know those are two of the vacancies, as well as special teams coordinator, uh, and he has a special teams assistant. So we don't know if Kevin O'Day is going to stay and maintain the, the special teams job or if he's going to have somebody come in and he's just going to uh, deal with the, the snap hole kick portion of it as he did when he was brought in late last season. So, you know, those are some vacancies that have to be filled on Coach Payton's staff. So I wouldn't expect him really to address the media with that going on. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Mr. Mobile, is that what we can call you this week? Uh, well, you can call me Mr. Mobile or you can call me Mr. Mobile because it seems like I'm getting around a whole lot lately. <laughs> you sure are. Uh, John, as always, thank you very much, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday, okay? Well, it'll be fantastic, and uh, for you, my friend, bring home another one. That, that one the other night was something to behold. Yeah, I would imagine that you watched there from Mobile um, a little slack-jawed as, as to how good that was going and how dramatic it was at the finish. Yeah, slack-jaw does not describe the look on our faces when we were looking at that game. That was that was as good a game as I have seen the Pelicans play maybe maybe ever considering the circumstances. Yeah, I agree. The circumstances as such, and uh, they change again tonight and also as difficult as it will be tonight with the Thunder. We'll talk more about that with David Wesley in just a second. There goes John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. He's leading our coverage from the Senior Bowl in Mobile. Wesley Wednesday for you in just a moment. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. Hey, New Orleans, the world's biggest party just got even bigger because NBA All-Star 2017 is coming to the Big Easy. You know about the big game on Sunday, but there's a whole weekend of fun starting Friday night. Come check out the BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge and the Celebrity Game. Then the D-League All-Star Game on Saturday. Even watch the best athletes in the world get ready at All-Star practice. Tickets start at just $10. Don't miss out. Visit NBATickets.com now. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Uh, and yes, Wesley Wednesday, ready to roll now as David Wesley has joined us on the telephone from the undisclosed game prep location. Uh, and by the way, today, David, is National Opposites Day. I'm just curious as to how you're celebrating, because I know you probably are aware of this already. I am I am acutely not aware of, the, aware of this. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. So I, I had no idea they had find more and more ways to throw stuff in the, the stew. I don't, I don't know. What does this mean? 
I, I don't know either. I mentioned this in the opening segment that I, I learned just a short time ago that today is National Opposites Day. And I, I said to myself, isn't that you, something you did in like third grade? And apparently there's a National Opposites Day. See, I had no idea. Uh, did you find out like what you're supposed to do when you you want to go right? You're supposed to go left. I mean, what what is opposite of what? I thought you could help. That's why I brought it up. You're not helping. No, I I got nothing. I got more questions than answers. Apparently. <laughs> now that now that we've got that cleared up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, have you thought good and long and hard about what happened on Monday night at the Smoothie King Center when the Pelicans beat the Cavaliers? I have thought long and hard about it, and. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly a head scratcher. Um, and I, I, I see that you got two amazing performances out of two guys that, and their energy kind of carried the rest of the team. And, and certainly when you take your star player out of the lineup, a lot of guys have opportunities to kind of show what they can do. Uh, and so I, I felt like they played with high energy throughout the game and, Cleveland didn't bring their high energy. They still got enough points, and they still scored enough, but uh, they just didn't seem like 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 they were into it. But that's to take nothing away from the Pelicans. Uh, you beat that team, and probably should have beat them in Cleveland. So uh, good win for them, and I and I know they're they're pretty happy about it. Can they carry that over? Good question, and uh, that that certainly will get answered uh, tonight when the Thunder are here. And I can't help but think that you're playing a team, um, you know, again, in the upper echelon of the NBA in the Thunder tonight, and yet you lost last Friday to a team at the bottom of the NBA, and somewhere in between you beat the Cavaliers. So, David, I'm hoping today here on National Opposites Day you can help me get my arms around um, whether or not uh, there is a grand mystery surrounding the Pelicans because of the the uh, stark contrast from Friday to Monday, or uh, if this Pelicans team just seems to match up against particular outfits better than others, i.e. Cleveland. Uh, your thoughts? Um, yes, that that happens. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I look back at, you know, when Chicago was the beast of the, the NBA and they lost to the worst team in, in the league, Toronto. Um, there are times when you let teams stay around long enough when you give teams confidence, when you don't come out and 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 hit them from the start of the game, you have a chance of losing. And it basically flip-flopped. The Pelicans didn't come out and take Brooklyn serious enough. Brooklyn got some confidence, got some swagger, got some energy, and really took it to the Pelicans, drive, putting their head down, driving to the basket, uh, scoring at will. And then it's hard to just turn that off. Or turn the Pelicans on to get uh, to get going. So they're playing catch up, and then flip that on the other side. The Pelicans got the confidence. The Pelicans brought the energy. You know, this is NBA champs. Uh, they're coming in our building. Sure, we're, we're ready to go. And they got confidence. They got going, uh, and that all led by an amazing game by Terrence Jones, and uh, only to be. Um, I mean, Drew Holiday also, um, great game by him. So you get these two guys kind of leading that charge, leading that energy, everybody following. Can they bring that tonight? Well, last time they played them, lost by 9 or 10. No uh, Dante Cunningham. No 
uh, Tyreek Evans. Um, so, you know, they have a chance. You know, I, I like Drew Holiday on uh, Westbrook, even though he had a triple-double last time. You know, I think this is a different team, the Pelicans, who back in December couldn't make a three. Now they're shooting a three a lot better. So one more weapon, a couple of more weapons coming into the game, and Dante and, and Tyreek, um, if they play the way they played against Cleveland, yes. They, I, I see a win tonight for the Pelicans and a, and a two-gamer getting started. Wow, that would be uh, outstanding. And, and again, you're going to get a chance to see this guy that you referred to uh, uh, as the triple-double machine in Russell Westbrook. Mm. D- David, give, your your history of the league is is very good. Uh, your your you know obviously on the job knowledge base uh, is way more than uh, most. So, kind of help me put into perspective what we're seeing unfold right in front of our eyes with a player like Russell Westbrook. When I when I think Russell West, Russell Westbrook, the first thing I always think is his energy, his speed and quickness, and his he runs without getting tired. He just seems to go, go, go. And I compare that to Allen Iverson. I used to marvel at how much he could run and continue to run and at the end of the game seem as fresh as he did when he started the game. So that first, and then, of course, just massive amounts of talent, uh, not scared to do whatever. You think about how many rebounds he gets uh, at 6'4". He has to go get those. He has to run in there, jump, and get those. Now, if you're getting 10 or 12 rebounds, how many did you go for? So he to get a triple-double, you have to be trying to get 17, 18, 19 rebounds a night. How much energy does that take? And you're still averaging 30? Amazing. And then, of course, the assists. I mean, he's spoon-feeding these guys. I mean, they're like, you know, layups, dunks. Uh, kick out to wide open threes. He draws so much attention. He he's a guy that I I would pay money to watch. I mean, this is a guy that that every night you're going to get a show, and um, to see him go after a triple double, and, and certainly uh, his rebounds have gone up uh, month to month. If you exclude October where they played three games, his assist however, have gone down from 11 to nine and a half. And then his turnovers, which he had 10 against the Pelicans in December. He's coming off a a game where he has 10 turnovers. The turnovers have gone up um, about a turnover a game. So he's, uh, he's marvelous, but he's very turnover prone and he's going to give you some opportunities you have to take advantage of. So what do you do with them, David? I mean, can you do anything with them? What's the plan in, in your eyes? In a perfect world. Well, I, I think, one, he comes off pick and rolls, and, and you have to corral him. You have to, to find a way to get those bigs up and ready to defend. Uh, if you're guarding him one-on-one, you want to space him, try to, especially somebody like Drew who can, who can anticipate, beat guys to spots. He can give him a little bit of space, beat him to spots, uh, stay out of foul trouble because he's shooting over 10 free throws a game. So, um, and make him a jump shooter. When he gets into the teeth, the defense, and, the, and, and that's when the problems, he gets to the basket, he gets fouls, fouls and ones, uh, and then he kicks to 
wide open guys, whether it be layups and dunks for Adams and Cantor or kick out to jump shots or kick out and another drive by another guy. So it starts to cause the problems when he gets in the middle of your defense. If you can find a way to corral him and make him a jump shooter, you have a much better chance. And of course, if he's hot, you lose anyway. But I think that's the way you, you know, you want to give him more of a steady diet of jump shots rather than in the middle of the paint, him dunking or laying the ball up or, you know, starting the kick game where now you're trying to play catch up and recover. David Wesley, analyst, Fox Sports New Orleans with us here on the Black and Blue Report. David, look, take a look at the low post game tonight. What's your take on what, what will happen there or what needs to happen there? Well, you know, again, they, they have bigs. They have skilled bigs. Uh, you know, Adams really, you know, trying to pick up kind of his offensive game. He's more of a defender, but, um, you know, Russell gets him involved with, you know, drives and kicks and layups, and he can finish around the basket. Enos Cantor, uh, any night could go off for 25 or 30. Uh, just depends on how many touches he gets, but he comes off the bench locked and loaded and ready to go. Very skilled big man. With the Pelicans going small, they have to find a way to gain rebounds, help appropriately, uh, dig, and make it difficult for these guys to just, you know, take all the pressure off of Russell because they're scoring so easily in the in the paint. So um, will the Pelicans stay with the small lineup? I think you may see, uh, you know, more Demo or more um, – Ashik in the in the game tonight just to kind of give some size inside to kind of hold those guys off uh, and and hopefully help rebound. Yeah, no doubt. Um, real quick, the All Star starters were announced last week after our Wesley Wednesday visit, and I know that the Russell Westbrook thing is is out there. But were you surprised in any way as to how those selections went? And did you like the fact that they included the players and the media this time in the voting for those All Star starters? Well, you know, it, it, you you hope that the players take it seriously, uh, and I don't think. I mean, when when you have a number of players that don't uh, vote for LeBron as a uh, All Star starter, I mean that's that's kind of crazy. Um, you got a guy who's averaging a triple double at this point in the season, which even this far in the season is amazing. Even if he doesn't by the end of the season. It's amazing, and uh, I think he already has 20 or 21 triple-doubles, and he's not a starter on a a winning team, no doubt. They have a winning record. Now, he doesn't have the record that Golden State has or Houston has, but certainly he is the reason why they're winning, and he is putting up crazy numbers. Um, I, I don't get that, and I don't know if that's a player thing or a coach thing or how that all works, but um, I think that's a little disappointing. I, I think they're trying. I, you know, when you when you look at the fans being able to vote and they were voting for the starters for so long, and that's not the way it's it's completely gone, the way it's ple- completely done now, I think that's better. I mean, when you see uh, what's the guy from Golden State that was second in votes? Pachulia. Yeah. Yes. Pachulia. Zaza. Yes. Uh, when you see him, that's that's troublesome. So. I'm glad they rectified that situation, and uh, and so now I, I think it's I think it's getting better. I don't know how much time the players are 
putting into it, but, you know, certainly, um, you know, a lot of those guys probably vote for their teammates, which I guess, but you know, I, I would hope they would really put some time and thought into it or not do it at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, at least though, you won't have to listen to the players saying, you know, Hey, uh, you know, nobody gets it right. We should have some say in it. Well, they've been given a voice and we'll see what they do. Right. You're right. You're right. Um, I'd, I'd tell you happy Opposites Day, but since you and I don't seem to understand it, I guess I won't do that. I'll just say happy game yeah. day, David Wesley. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Happy yeah. Wesley Wednesday is is, is much more uh, happy black and blue. Uh, happy game day. Happy, happy Opposite Day? No, I'm not nah, with you. Not working. Yeah. I, think, no. I think happy Wesley Wednesday cards need to be printed up, though. I think we should pass those out. Hey, I, 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 man, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Let's, get, let's get it done. Okay. Sounds like we got a plan for uh, coming up here as we head for the All Star break. We got a little time coming up. We can kind of get some uh, get some card stock, you know, the right printer, <laughs> you know, really, really do it for nice, sure. you know, something yeah, really do it, classy. Do it up right. Oh yeah. No, yeah. no halfway. No, no, no sharpie and a piece of paper. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> uh, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But if that's all we have, you know, we got to go with what's available. Yes. Here's to a great night tonight, my friend. And as always, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. You have a good rest of the day. I'll see you uh, in a few hours. Yes, sir. David Wesley, Joel Myers, Jen Hale, Fox Sports New Orleans tonight for Pelicans and Thunder. Take a break, and we'll wrap up today's program in just a moment. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. It's Guys Night Out. You and the crew head out to the club. Tonight is ladies' night, but there are no ladies in sight. Where are all the ladies, bro? Then a bad batch of hot wings sends you sprinting to the bathroom. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans, facing off against the Oklahoma City Thunder, Wednesday, January 25th. Get Guys Night in gear with our Guys Night Out six-pack. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. Uh, Daniel and I, by the way, think it's a water bottle. Well, we know it's a water bottle tonight. It's the giveaway. I know I'm jumping back to segment one. But the giveaway tonight at the Pelicans-Thunder game 
is the uh, water bottle uh, for Health and Fitness Night presented by Oshner Healthcare System. So, uh, good stuff. Tickets still available, 504-525-HOOP or pelicans.com. Uh, not only are the uh, Pelicans coming off the big win on Monday, um, but one of those one of those players that you want to see in person at some point, Russell Westbrook, uh, is in the building tonight, and I think that's another benefit, of course, to having our own NBA franchise and Anthony Davis too. So we'll have a couple of uh, Western Conference All Stars involved uh, for this, this evening's game, and uh, there are still two more home games after this one tonight. This game, I think, is the is the game that puts you in position to have a great home stand. I don't want to put too much on it because you still have a chance to have a winning homestand even if you lose tonight, but this one certainly uh, puts you in position for um, a great homestand that continues with the Spurs on Friday and the Wizards on Sunday. All right, with that being said, we'll look forward to tomorrow, and uh, and the Black and Blue Report will be yours again afternoon central tomorrow. We call it No Appointment Radio, and don't forget you can also hear this podcast now through your TuneIn app. TuneIn is carrying the Black and Blue Report on top of iTunes, Pelicans.com, NewOrleansSaints.com, the Pelicans mobile app, and the Saints mobile app as well. We'll be recapping tonight's Pelicans game tomorrow, and uh, we'll also have some more football conversation for you as well. Hope you'll join us. Hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Thanks again to our our guys, David Wesley and John DeShazer today. Uh, Good stuff from both of those guys today. Uh, not only from here in New Orleans for tonight's game from David Wesley, but also from Mobile and the uh, Senior Bowl. I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you on the radio tonight. Daniel Sallerson, Victor Howell, myself will have the broadcast for you across the Pelicans radio network. Otherwise, television coverage at Fox Sports New Orleans. This is the Black and Blue Report. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.